Welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. If you are looking for inspiration and in living out your Catholic faith, or would like some tips and strategies to live the virtue of chastity, or would like help living your vocation to the full, then you've come to the right place. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know that they are made for love and happiness. We are your hosts, Simon Carrington. And I'm Madeline Carrington. And we're husband and wife. We're parents to to two gorgeous boys, the co-founders of Fire Up Ministries. And mate, we are on a bold mission to help you experience the love you've always dreamed of. So from wherever you are listening, we welcome you and we are so glad that you have joined us. Hey everyone, I'm Simon Carrington and this talk is called Love is, is, is Not Give and Take, right? We, 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 we hear a lot in our culture today, right? You know, in, in, in any relationship, in any marriage, there's compromise, there's, there's give and take, there's 50-50, right? And in fact, you know, some people in, 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 in a relationship or a marriage where they might be, have been with each other, you know, 10, 20 or 30 years, you will, you'll notice that they will start to pull away their love that they give to their spouse, okay? Because, and and, and, and the, 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 they justify this based on how much love they believe the other is giving them, Amen. So if, if a wife who's been with her husband 10 years starts to feel like he doesn't love her as much as she loves him, then she will pour her love back because, well, this is unfair. I'm giving him more than he's giving me. I'm serving him more than he's giving me. But then you go 10 more years down the track and he's loving her even less and then she pulls away even more and 30 years they pull away, right? This is one of the main, this, this I truly believe, this mindset that love is give and take, compromise, 50-50, you only match what the other person's giving, is, is, it's wreaking havoc on relationships and marriage in, in, in our culture and, in, 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 and in, in the church right now, amen? And now, but, but to just on a human level, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, why am I gonna give more than the other person's getting? However, we're called to love like Christ, okay? We're called to love as Christ loved us from the cross. We are called to give everything, just like Jesus gave us everything. So I was blessed to, you know, to first learn this. I don't know if I fully understood it. I still don't understand it, you know, understand this fully. And in my own marriage, I, I see where I withdraw love and struggle to give more and all those things, it's, 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 it's difficult. You need the grace of God to love well, amen? But at 19 years old, I first encountered this, this truth that love is not give and take. Love is not 50-50. It's not about compromising. It's not about you assess how much the other gives and then you just match that, amen? To love as 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 a Christian, we are called to love fully. Now, something I was blessed to do when I was nineteen was I was a part of a parish that that ran basically like a nursing. It was a ministry with 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 nursing homes. So on the first Sunday of every month, we would go to nursing homes and visit the elderly. We'd play bingo and cards and dance with them and sing Christmas carols or you know around Christmas time and those kind of fun things, right? But it was really just about getting to know them and investing time in them and, and just to love them. And they looked forward to us coming 
more than we even look forward to, to, to going to see them. It, it, it was a blessing on both sides, but the nurses used to say, you're blessing them a lot more than you're getting blessed. So I, here I am, 19, thinking I'm doing a good thing, not, not realizing God was about to do something massive in my life. I, I had begun, because I'd been going for maybe a year or two at this point, so I knew the faces fairly well. Uh, but I went in one day and I saw a new couple I'd, I'd never seen before. So I said hello to everybody and then I went over to this couple and I introduced myself. I said, hey, I'm Simon. I said, uh, I haven't seen you, Randy, before. I said, we come every month and, and visit everybody. And this guy, you know, his, his name was Antun and he was sitting next to this woman Antoine was 74 years old and he was spoon feeding this woman who was his wife, I would later find out. She was slumped over a big green lounge chair. Her hands by her, you know, uh, 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 hands were, uh, were over the armrests, her feet out in front of her. And Antoine was spoon feeding her minced fruit that you would give, you, that, that you would give to, to, to an infant. And he was wiping the drool from her mouth and her her, her neck and chest because she had no control over her mouth. He was helping her chew and helping her swallow it. And I, and I just remember saying, you know, so I said, is this your wife? And he goes, yes, this is my wife of 53 years. And I'm more in love with her today than, than, than on our wedding day. And I'm, you know, as a 19 year old boy who, you know, was struggling with sexual sin, I was still struggling majorly with pornography and so I was I viewed women through through this pornographic lens that the you know the, the more pretty they are, the more beautiful that they are, the more value they have, right? Because if if they have, you know, if, if they're not pretty and there's no I'm not sexually aroused by them, then they're worthless to me, right? So as a 19-year-old boy who's who's seeing women sadly through this pornographic lens, I was like, this guy's nuts. Like this guy's mad. How could he find her more lovable now, like this, than what she would have looked like on her wedding day? And I'm sure she would have been skinnier and prettier and would have looked, you know, the most beautiful she'd ever looked in her life on that day. What is this guy talking about? So I was intrigued and I said, I said, well, I said, you know, I said, can you share your love story? I said, how did you guys meet and all that? And so he invited me to sit down and he goes, Simon, he said, we met, you know, he said, uh, we, we met and we, you know, we, we, we hit it off as friends and, um, you know, we, we got married. We had, had this, this beautiful marriage. We had three children in the first, you know, five years. He goes, we had a beautiful family life. Everything was going great. He goes, you know, my work was good. All these things were good. My great children, all in the faith. And he said, uh, but one day, uh, uh, after 25 years of marriage, my, my wife had, 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 had suffered a stroke. And he said, and uh, Simon, she said, she, she, you know, obviously a stroke, one side of her body, you know, she, she couldn't speak anymore, couldn't walk anymore. She goes, I, I, he, goes he said, I became her full-time carer. And he goes, Simon, he goes, are you single at the moment or are you, you, are you in, 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 in a relationship? And I remember my answer was, no, I'm single and happy, right? I said to him. And he goes, okay. He said, well, you know, so he goes, look, you're single now. He goes, but do you hope to get married? And at this point in my life, I, um, I, I can honestly say I was beginning to give up on the idea of love and marriage. I was like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's possible. And my lust had really taken a toll on me and I was beginning to struggle to see 
that marriage and real love could could really happen happen for me, right? And I go, yeah, I said, yeah, maybe, you know, yeah, I, I suppose I'd, I'd like to get married one day. And he goes, well, Simon, you imagine, right, that one day you're going to meet the most beautiful woman in the world, the most amazing woman. He goes, her voice is like heaven's song. He goes, imagine if there was a station, you know, on the radio with heaven. He goes, it'd be your wife's voice speaking to you all day, right? He, this guy was in love with his wife, honestly. And he said, Simon, you imagine just the pain of meeting a beautiful woman, falling in love, having children with her. And then after 25 years, she has a stroke and you never hear the sound of her, of her voice ever again. You become her full-time carer because she can't go to the, she can't shower herself anymore. She can't, she, she can't go to the toilet anymore. She can't feed herself anymore. She can't get in and out of the car anymore, in and out of bed anymore. She can't do anything without your help. He goes, just imagine that. And that's when he, that's when he began to, he began to tear up. And he goes, but then you imagine, he goes, you've been caring for her for, for 25 years. He goes, Simon, and then on our, on, on our, 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 our 50th wedding anniversary year, she suffers a second stroke more severe than the first. And this time it totally, it to totally robs her of the use of her mind. He said, now, Simon, he said, my wife sitting right there, he said, she has no idea who, 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 who I am anymore. He said, I've been caring for her from home, feeding her every meal, toilet, doctor's appointments, showering her. He said, everything. I've been doing everything for the last 28 years. And he said, but now I'm 74 years old and my health is starting to deteriorate so much that I can no longer help her in the way that she needs because I need care. He said, which is why sadly I've had to put her in, 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 into this nursing home. And he said, and Simon, you know, he said, after the first stroke, he said, she used to reach over with her one hand that was still working well, and she'd squeeze my hand and she would, she would tear up. And I would know she was saying to me, like, thank you, I, I, I love you, but she couldn't mouth it. She, she couldn't speak it, but she was, she'd try and mouth it, but I knew what she was saying. And he goes, but Simon, the last three years have ripped my heart out. He goes, now she doesn't look at me anymore. She can't say anything. She hasn't been able to to for years, but now she has no idea who I am and she's lost the use of her mind completely. And he goes, and I've had so many friends that have told me, you know, Antoine, why don't you cut this ball and chain of a wife off your leg, right? And go and remarry, find somebody else. You know, why, why are you stuck with this woman? And that's when he fired up a little bit. And he said, Simon, he says, this is, he goes, this is what people don't understand. He said, when I got up on that altar in that church 53 years ago and I professed those vows to my wife, he said, I meant them and I meant every word of them. He said, I got up there and I promised to love her freely, totally, faithfully, fruitfully. He said, I promised that I would love her in good times and in bad and I meant it. He said, I promised to love her for better or worse and I meant it in sickness and in health right? For richer or poorer until death do us part. And he said, Simon, see, he said, unfortunately, most people today, they have no idea what the vows mean. He goes, they get up there and they have a big fancy wedding. They say the vows because you've got to say them. He goes, but they don't really mean them. He said, because when it, he says, you promise, you vow to love that person for better or worse, but they, but, but deep down, everybody thinks, but if it gets worse enough, then I surely I can leave, 
right? Yeah, you know, for richer or poorer, yeah, but if we're stressing out that much and we're arguing about money that much and, okay, surely I can leave, right? Okay, we say in sickness or in health, but you know, if they get so sick that you need to be their full-time carer for 28 years, surely I can leave, right? He said, Simon, he said, I am not still by my wife's side because I'm, I'm chained to her by those vows that are keeping me a slave. He said, Simon, he said, I love her and I am here freely. Because he said, he said, when I said those vows, it set me free to love her exclusively and permanently to the exclusion of all others. Amen. And I can remember sitting here, listening to this guy and he was piercing my heart. Honestly, he was piercing my heart. And he was, you know, he was getting teary. And then next thing you know, he's passing me tissues because I'm crying, right? And he said, "Ben Simon, he goes, one more thing. He goes, Simon, love is not give and take. I'll never forget that. He goes, love is not give and take. He said, love is 100% give. He said, when I got up there on the altar and I vowed to love my wife permanently and exclusively, he said, I vowed to love her with everything that I am. He goes, I'm not gonna, I'm not interested in measuring how much she loves me back. He said, I vowed to love her, to be a gift to her completely and fully. And he said, and guess what, Simon? He said, he goes, this is, this is what makes marriage so beautiful. He said, when you are in a marriage, when you're, when, when you're in, in a relationship where both people think that way, where the husband is not as concerned about what he's getting, but with what he's giving. And then the wife is not as much concerned with what she's getting out of the marriage, but what she's giving to the marriage. He said, when you've got a husband and a wife who are both focused on giving 100% to the other, he said, that's when you experience real love and real joy. He goes, Simon, love is not give and take. Love's not 50-50. Love isn't about compromise. He said, love is about giving all that you can. Amen. And Antun proved it. He proved that he could love when things were when things were great and when his wife was loving him back with everything that he had. But you know what? That's not a real test of his love. Amen. When things are when things are great, it's easy to love. Amen. But Antun proved that his love could could could, could endure even through incredible suffering. Even when he he, he was literally getting no love from her back. She didn't even know who he was. Amen. And so you might be listening to this as a young person who, who desires to get married, or you know, maybe you're 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 you know you really hope to get married one day. And I hope this is a source of encouragement for you, okay, of what real love is meant to look like and what it is. But maybe you're also married or you're you're engaged and you're like, okay, this is what this this is you know, okay. I mean I call marriage the sacrament of faith. Because the day you profess those vows, you're saying, I have no idea what challenges are going to come my way, but I'm, but, I, but I'm making a commitment to be here in good times and in bad, for better or worse, for richer or, for richer or poorer, okay, all the days of my life until death with this person. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm, I'm here and I'm giving everything, okay? But if you're married right now, maybe you're struggling in your marriage right now, take Antun's story as some inspiration that 
whenever my relationship with my wife has been dry or we've been, you know, we've we've been struggling through things or it's been hard for for so many different reasons, I often turn back to Antoine's story for inspiration to remind me that love is a hundred percent give. It is not give and take, it's not 50-50. It's not about compromise. It's not about just matching what the other person gives. You can always give more. You can always be a greater gift, a more pure gift. Amen. God bless you. Please continue to pray for us and know that I'm praying for you, your singleness, your vocation, your marriage, whatever, wherever it is that you're at. Uh, I'm praying for you. Please keep praying for us. God bless. We would like to thank you for joining us for this episode. If you thought that it was helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and, and, and share with a friend. And for more content like this, online videos, special offers, access to exclusive Fire Up events and a Fired Up community, consider joining our Fire Up family. So head to our website and for a monthly gift of your choice, you can help others experience the love they always dreamed of. So um, may God bless you and your family. Now go set the world on fire.